podcast that shakes and stirs up pharmacy. Welcome to PBM on the Rock. You know how people get uh, seasonal affective disorder in the winter? Uh-huh. I absolutely have summer affective disorder. <laughs> it's so depressing. It's because I of the heat, just, isn't it? <laughs> it's the humidity. We were just talking about it today. I was like, I just cannot wait. I just can't wait. Yeah. And we still have like two more, two more months to go, so... Oh my gosh. I remember when, uh, when I was first moving here, someone explained that in, it gets hot here. There's like hot and then there's angry hot season, which is when everybody here gets really angry. <laughs> That's <laughs> maybe an early angry hot season this year. So once we get to 95, I'm just mad. <laughs> uh, but on this podcast, we absolutely hate PBMs. And we do not hold back in our hatred of PBMs. So this and is only on this podcast to... or like we have to save it for this or. Oh, no, we 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 don't. have. <laughs> There's so much hate to go around, especially during the heat of the summer when things are already so hard. And then, you know, stuff like what they've been doing happens lately. So uh, you were at the summit. So this is kind of our little after party for the summit where we had a great chance to hear about. Um, how AIDS Healthcare Foundation advocates. I personally thought they were fabulous. I loved how over the top they are when they had their stuff up there. I was just imagining like people parading around in little pig suits with PBM signs on it. I thought that would be incredibly appropriate. I was totally like, where can I get a pig outfit? You know, actually I I want to, I want us to create a rally for, um, sometime near the holidays so that everyone can parade around in Grinch suits with the big PBM on it. Yes. 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 <laughs> I loved what they do. I was just, just like, oh my gosh, I was so jazzed watching all of that, as you guys know. So I was like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Oh my gosh, where can we storm? Who can we storm? <laughs> Well, I'm storming Caremark. They're here in Arizona. So, I mean, I, I've often I've offered on behalf of pharmacists to drop flaming bags of dog poo at the front doors of all of the Caremark <laughs> locations here. Um, so I would to- totally drive the getaway car for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're friends. Fortunately, yes. I have Teresa, who also is not just my friend, but my pharmacist here to keep me on balance if I ever feel like doing something truly awful she's always there to remind <laughs> I don't know I feel like she would throw the dog poop with you when it comes to Caramar I don't know I don't know Teresa would she's you nodding know? yes she would <laughs> yeah I wouldn't stop you <laughs> <laughs> but I'd bail you out if I have to <laughs> bail money provision is important <laughs> yeah and now we can be friends too. This is perfect. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So here's a fun fact, Brandy. So way back years ago now, when was it the FTC, Teresa? Was that the hearing you went to and you guys wore the gags? Yeah, Teresa mm-hmm. and some of the PUP board members were in Washington, D.C. at an early FTC hearing. This is before Lena Khan, And they wore gags over their mouth in the room during the hearing. Right. So I love it. right up there with some of the things that you would have seen, you know, AHF doing with their bold, bold, bold advocating for ending greed. So 
And that it was so intimidating. That room was crazy. It was full of people who were very quiet in suits, like stale um, uh, lobbyists or lawyers, or I don't know, it was super scary. And then we like busted out with these gags. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. That's so awesome though. I love it. We have an iconic mm-hmm. photograph of all of them with their with their gags on. Well, um, that was before the gag clauses were made illegal that was at the gag. federal level. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what that was. And now here it's we are so- with this FTC, which is taking the thing seriously. So there's reason to hope. It's so crazy because for years, you know, I, I grew up my mom being in this business. And I would hear talk about this and hear talk about this. And I was just telling her, you know, about the FTC hearing and then about the last um, finance committee hearing. And she just looked at me. She just could not believe that after all this time, there's finally something happening. She just could not believe it. And so I was telling her, you know, all about the hearings. And she said, I just don't understand why it has taken this long. And she's been in this business for 64 years now. And she's like, it's just, it's so sad. And, and, you know, she's seen lots of pharmacies go down because of PBMs. And, you know, she's very proud of our fighting spirit. Is your mom there in Texas with you? Is she a Texas lady like you? Oh, yeah. She became the first pharmacy technician in our little town. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And she still comes in and works when I can talk her into it. <laughs> Good for her. That's so awesome. Yeah. So she's seen all of it and she can tell, she tells me stories all the time. She just can't believe what it's turned into. As I mean, none of us can believe it, but the numbers just, you know, I was talking to Shannon about, I just feel like, you know, legislators need to see numbers from real people. Like they have to see what these real numbers are from real people. Because if we just talk about like, for instance, DIR fees, one lump sum, it's just a number. It's just a number. And whenever you start applying it to actual pharmacies and these people are like, and this is what they took from me. And this is what they, they took from me. And the poll that I've put up, the overwhelming majority of them say just for 2022, they're over $175,000 in DIR fees. Well, and, and that's in addition to just like the string of people answering on Twitter, where she's got a major string going of people chiming in on how much they've been assessed on DIR fees in the past year and what it is so far this year. It's really, really terrifying. There was one person that said it was like 300,000 last yeah. year. That yeah, they, that was mine. Assessed in DIR fees. Yeah. Yeah. Mine were 200,000 the year before. So it went up like a a crazy amount. And, you know, how can anyone survive that? Yeah. And if I went to any legislator's business and basically went to their bank account or went to their little safe and just started emptying it out, well, then that's which is what they do. Right. And then, you know, the, the pharmacy closures list, we started on this little project, which has been crazy it's crazy in what 24 hours time period we have 200 that Close people to, have told yeah. us about wow i mean it's so heartbreaking to think of people that just want to serve their communities and you know they got into this not because they were trying to get rich i mean 
this is what they wanted to do. And don't get me wrong, it's a wonderful job. It's fantastic. But whenever you have that added stress of, can I pay the bills? Then what do you do? And then people who put so much time and energy into going to school, and then what do they do? They got to go work for a chain where they're miserable. The whole reason they got into independent pharmacy is that they wouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So true. All of this reminds me of, we had a board member who, (laughs) she used to make me laugh. She would talk about how, uh, especially like trying to demonstrate what DIR fees, the effect of that was. She used to have this fantasy of going down to Larry Merlo's house in Naples and just stealing like a piece of his lawn every (laughs) until there was no lawn left <laughs> right right that's actually really like, funny be like wait is more of my lawn missing <laughs> listen I if i can get a lawn legis- it keeps disappearing where's it going <laughs> if i can get ted cruz through my door i've invited him so many times i invited him again today if i can get him through the door I swear I'm going to have him open his wallet and I'm just going to start taking money out of there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a DIR fee. <laughs> reality. <laughs> and how are you going to pay for lunch today? <laughs> so Teresa and I have a friend, a mutual friend here who's an attorney and he's a pharmacist and he knows Ted Cruz. He says Ted is really like a really nice guy and a total gentleman, but that he's been misinformed about what is really going on with the FTC and with this whole, you know, the investigation with PBMs. And, and I'm hoping that that's the case because Mark's pretty smart. And, you know, when he says stuff like that, I'm like, all right, Mark, you know, I'll trust you. Cause what I think right. of, when I think of Ted Cruz is the guy that was at this hearing saying, well, I mean, we could talk about monopolies, but let's talk about the weaponization of the FTC instead, which was like, right. <laughs> we need the so weaponization of the FTC for this <laughs> yeah yeah oh, I really gosh. feel like his pushback is just so it's so not about anything to do with the pharmacy it's just become a politicized issue and it really needs to be not a politicized issue because yeah, it's I, not <laughs> and it's hard you know because like I have sympathy for for everybody who's in this situation, because as a politician, you really can't be everything to everybody. But to keep your job, you kind of have to try to be everything to everybody. This is is that issue that's just it's not I would not call it obvious. I would call it more obvious now because God knows back in, you know, 2016, when Teresa and I first met and she was, uh, you know, asking asking for my then my business partner and I uh, she was looking for assistance to try to get, you know, PBMs out in the news and and I mean nobody had ever heard of that so now you know there's more of that there's a poll that says that voters of all things voters would like to see more regulation on PBMs so it's moved forward in a great way but I wouldn't call it the most obvious of causes so you know on the one hand I can kind of see how frustrating it is if you're a politician and and you've got a base that's like you know hey the FTC is being used to something who knows why weaponized against something on the other hand, this and Ticketmaster and big ag and big chicken and big sugar and big alcohol and big insurance and you know all these vertically integrated industries, like we kind of need to stop this. This isn't sustainable, you know. And and pharmacy, I think, is where we're going to feel it the most because, you know, one of our good friends in the industry uh, is famous for saying, you know, if you 
don't think you need your pharmacist. It's because you're not really sick, but I promise you when you're sick, you're going to want your pharmacist. And it's so spot on. Your doctor isn't the one that gives you the medicine. They write the script, right? But it's your pharmacist who's like, here's how you take it. And if you have a reaction, this is what you do. We'll help you out. Well, you know, it's not the PBM's fault as far as drug pricing and independent pharmacies going under. They said so on Twitter today. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, on Twitter, it's got to be the most reliable, (laughs) bulletproof information out there. Oh, don't worry. I responded. Did you? Okay, good. (laughs) And I'm sure you were really compassionate and I was, I was very thoughtful with my words. And so (laughs) I said that. (laughs) Who said that? Oh, PCMA. Of course they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Bless their their little stupid greedy hearts. Did they have they thanked you yet? They have not thanked me for all their graphic corrections. You know, and I've corrected many, many of their graphics because they had so many errors. It was really somebody needs to be fired as far as their copy editor is concerned, because that was just blatant stupidity. And I corrected them all for them, and they have never said thank you. I do not know why. But really, who runs that account? Some of the stuff that shows <laughs> up on there, I'm like, what is even happening? Like, you have got to be fired. And then the next week, it's like, it's a totally different, you know, sort of style. And I'm like, oh, that person did get fired and they hired a new idiot. <laughs> They're all did like, you guys- they keep correcting our graphics. We have to start. <laughs> I know. You're fired. Get a new person in here. (laughs) So did you guys see the second part of the Daryl Roland for um in out of Ohio? I'll be putting all three parts on the pub website. Is some crazy it's it's a three-part series that is will blow your mind. I mean what are you talking about? Daryl Rowland, who used to be with Columbus Dispatch, he did a piece for ABC that it's a three-part series on basically this whole drug pricing debacle and how the um the copay accumulators and copay maximizers where that money is actually going and how they're advertising it to these employers Uh and this what's her name from that worked for express scripts she basically came right out and said Oh no, we're pocketing like 25% of this money. Oh, and then we're going to pass it on to you. I mean, I was, I didn't get to finish reading all of it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, and they, what they do is they start creating. So instead of the patients doing it, they tell the patients, oh, well, you have to, you have to, you know, submit for it through us, but, um, make sure they don't put it on the formula right and make sure to let us know what the highest amount they'll do is and then the pbm and the gpo pocket that money and then they apply it to the plan and the patient never sees a dime and the pay and it never goes toward the patient so then all of a sudden they're hit with fifteen thousand dollars a month out of nowhere thinking they were getting assistance and this is how they're selling it to these employers and she, it was like save on SP or something like that was the name of the platform. And this is how they're literally selling it to the employers and telling them straight up what's happening. Like, we're going to keep 25% of that, but you're going to get the rest of it. 
And so then basically their healthcare plans are free or very low cost and they have zero copays. And they're using the patient assistance programs to take that money back and then they're pocketing it. But then the patients don't ever actually get the benefit of the assistance except for that first little bit. And then after that, they run out and they're toast. Wow. I feel like even Satan's going to be like, you know what? You guys are too tacky for us. Like, (laughs) like we're evil, but that's evil. And sorry, man, we got no place in hell for you. You're going to have to go somewhere. That's just bad. That's really bad. I can't imagine a health plan being like, oh yeah, let's totally find a way to undercut our employees whose kids or whose family has some chronic illness. I don't think they're aware of that's what's happening is the thing. The way that it was written, it seemed to me that all of this was going on nefariously in the background, but it was being presented to the plan as oh but this is a good thing and you get zero dollars i don't think they have any freaking clue and they're saying so we're not going to put that drug in the formulary and it's going to force that manufacturer to put these enroll these patients in these patient assistance programs so that they they know that they're never going to have to spend that amount of money and you know that's basically what they're promising to these employers that They'll keep those really expensive drugs off because the manufacturers have patient assistance programs, but it has to go through that plan so that they can get that money. Right. Wow. Talk about. And then, of course, once it runs out, the patient is stuck with a non, you know, with the medication not being on formulary. So they have to pay full out, full out. So copay accumulator programs are illegal in the state of Arizona. I know that. Those programs are not illegal in other states. Ohio is in its something like fifth or sixth year trying to get it passed. I mean, it's such a, you'd have to really know groups that rely on those kinds of medications because they're typically the most expensive medications for illnesses that are usually they're genetic in nature. Like no one like treats themselves badly and then catches hemophilia, things like that. It's right chronic and they can't help it. Wow. But then you you can say that it's illegal in a state, but if you don't have a law that folds in anyone that's doing any dealing in your state, if they're not based in your state, then that's their workaround. Right. Because we're starting to see that also where some states like Arkansas are now having to change really progressive laws that they started with to try to reach employers that are not based in Arkansas, but have locations and employees in Arkansas, they now have to expand their laws to have, you know, jurisdiction over even those kinds of health plans. So I swear to God, there's some room at the back of every one of these corporations where they're just sitting there, like spinning up these little ideas. Like, I know here's what we'll Guaranteed. do. Guaranteed. It just like, like some, uh, some criminal masterminds plucked <laughs> out of a prison somewhere and said, we're going to put you in here and you're going to be free, but you have to help us find every loophole possible. Yeah. And we'll share those billions with you. Absolutely. Like little snidely whiplashes with their little mustaches. (laughs) You don't do it with nuclear weapons. You do it with prescription drugs, you know, they have, which they have. Right. I mean, I think what is it? CVS is number seven in the world on the entire planet. Well, you saw that Centene, our friends at Centene, who have basically, it's been proven they've been stealing from half the states in the nation, 
they posted $1 billion profits today. <gasps> they did. $1 billion for Q2. Yeah. Oh, stealing for fun and profit. Well, I mean, they did like, have to make that money back that they had to pay out to all the states. Oh, that's right. How much? <laughs> put aside? Was it, it? I think it was a billion dollars. It was a billion they put aside. So I'm guessing that was their goal was to make that back. Oh, smart, smart. Hmm. Wow. It didn't Centene or Amerisource change their name to what? Was it Centene? Something I, to do with Centene? It's the stupidest thing after changing their name. <laughs> like, I don't even know what their name is. It's so nothing. Be... Right. Yeah. The game is nothing. <laughs> I require that branding expert. I want to I, can... I think I'm wrong on that. But... They should fire the people that are doing all the Express Scripts rebranding. What what is their name? Evernorth. Evernorth. Why are you always going north? Evernorth. You're so you're always going north. Forever North. Forever North. You're all ever taking your money. Fortune <laughs> yes, exactly. Forever <laughs> increasing those fees. <laughs> oh, that would be the upward. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they must have picked that up in like a, a branding textbook somewhere. Like, you know, oh, we're getting in trouble with this name. If we change our name, nobody will ever figure it out. Same you know what is- I love? Every single hearing I've watched, whether it's FTC, Ways and Means, Senate Finance, not a single one of them have called them pharmacy benefit companies. Not one. <laughs> Like it's not working. <laughs> We're never gonna do it. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But they are just so committed, so committed. <laughs> Pharmacy benefit companies. Not a single person has called them that. You're absolutely right. Thought. It's never even spoken as that. Every single yeah. one of them is pharmacy benefit managers. Pharmacy that's because everybody knows that PBCs are not a thing. Right. Oh my gosh. In that FTC hearing, I can't remember who it was, whatever he was talking. And he was like, they don't even call themselves pharmacy benefit managers anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So outdated. Oh Oh, my great. I was like, oh, make sure my microphone is off. I'm crashing up. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's bad when you're not going to call yourself by your own, whatever it is you are. I mean, that's, that's just gotta take the cake right there. However, we will continue to call them what they are, PBMs. I really like AHF's version, pharmacy benefit manipulators. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so great. There's there's been so much movement on all of this. And it was, there's a guy on Twitter that I was following and he responded to something that Chuck Grassley said and Mark Cuban retweeted it. And it got like 200,000 views. And I was like, Yes, this is awesome. He was talking about he bought a pharmacy in 2021 and his DIR fees were like 150,000. And Mark Cuban retweeted it. And I was like, this is so awesome. You know, that many people actually seeing it, they may not know what the heck we're talking about, but they're seeing it and it's gaining traction. Yeah. Mark Cuban's pretty awesome. We had the pleasure of meeting him not too long ago. He wants to be a market disruptor and he doesn't care about money, but he wants the PBMs to go down pretty much. Um, so it's been wonderful learning more about him and, and what he's doing. And um, I don't know if you know, he's partnering with Independence now to have like a same day fill for people. So his company's working really hard on that. And I, 
I was pretty impressed by the amount of knowledge he, he knew just with being in this industry for a year. It's so difficult um, even. I've owned my store for 17 years and to, to follow the in and outs of the PBMs. And then he's, he's really gotten himself up there and understanding what's going on and how he knows it just needs to go away. So I found him very fascinating when I met him. Yeah, Teresa looks really nice, but she's really tough. She cornered him. She's all, listen here, Mark Cuban. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Better find out. What, and what are your motives, mister? <laughs> <laughs> he was all, yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, ma'am. He was, <laughs> Makes me worry worried. for your children when they become teenagers, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was pretty nice. Brought the Mavericks to play the Suns, and he came over to ASU for a, an event. We were all like, Chris standing there in the hall. We're like, where's Mark Cuban? Where's Mark Cuban? He walks by in a hoodie. He's all, hey, I just got to use the restaurant, but you know, I'll be right back. Totally like no entourage, nothing. Just, yeah, just Mark yeah. Cuban walking on by. Like, gosh, there. That oh, was our story with Mark Cuban was um, we were, you know, trying to educate our legislators on PBMs and how hard that is. And uh, one of the people we work with, with the Arizona um, or actually American Diabetes Association She's like, well, I think I'm going to mark, invite Mark Cuban and then we'll have a Q&A. I'm like, oh, sure. And then she emailed him and then he's like, yeah, I'll come. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is awesome. And then he showed up. He's like right on to the minute on time. He's, he's wearing his, yeah, jogging shirt. He was amazing when we met him, but I, it was just kind of like, you invited him and he came like, that's ridiculous. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I love mm -hmm. his story. He was talking about how he realized running the Mavericks corporation, how badly the PBMs have been ripping them off. That was, yeah. I just wish every business owner would take the time to look the way he did because he totally could have been like, yeah, whatever. Well, that's just healthcare. Everybody else's fault. Not mine. This sucks, but he didn't do that. You know, he, he right. went behind the scenes and he looked and, and that's always been the message. You know, when we first started out, when I first started out with Pat, we were trying to talk to employers and that hands down the hardest group to talk to. And now I know why, because there are brokers who get paid by PBMs to wire business to PBMs. So why should they ever talk to someone who's there like, Hey, you're being ripped off. Right. Because exactly. what happen, the brokers all like, here, I'll give you a hundred bucks to disregard what that person just said to you. Right. Over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we And it's we, happening everywhere, but he's the one who actually has an audience that people are listening. So he's been so helpful to us getting our word out. Absolutely. Hey, so speaking of things that make you want to drink, Teresa, I got to know what's in your Yaddy cup. So this is a, a slightly funny story. So in my <laughs> mind, when I knew this was coming up, like, oh, I'm going to make a hurricane for sure. I, I That's my one of my drinks. And then I also do like um, ginger ale with bourbon. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to have one of each. And then <laughs> yesterday I'm like, oh, I'm out of juice. I can't make my hurricane, but I'll have my ginger ale and bourbon. And then I go like an hour before this. And I'm like, I'm out of ginger ale. I'm going to kill myself. So, so <laughs> drinking um, expired Pedro punch. <laughs> expired Pedro punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Pedro punch, which is like just some kind of old time soda. Uh, but it's expired at my pharmacy. So I took it home and then I, I added that to um, some Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> nice. It's like a hurricane, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. Why am I hearing a Jimmy Buffett song in my head? <laughs> Nothing like what you started out intending to drink. <laughs> Nothing at all. And uh, Brandy, you got to share with everybody listening what you created. It's an adult ice cream float. <laughs> Dr. Pepper float. Dr. Pepper float ice cream. Dr. Pepper and a little log head. It's fantastic because it's hotter than Hades here. It answers the question, does ice cream float in vodka? Actually, yeah. <laughs> it lowers the freezing temperature, so it makes it a little creamier. Oh, now we're getting scientific because I was thinking philosophically, I, I don't know if I've ever asked that question. Just like flow, just blends. I have a new thought, which is I wanted I wanted to do like a fun fundraiser for pet. And I thought it would be fun to get like a celebrity mixologist and then have people like show up and learn. But now I'm just thinking, why don't we get a bunch of pharmacists together? Because you guys know Perfect. chemistry behind all of this. And then you can be like, hey, expired Pedro Punch with alcohol is actually really good or creamier ice cream because of vodka. I mean, things like that, right? Things that because, you know, who's going who's gonna to be the best mixologist? Obviously, it's going to be a pharmacist, right? Exactly. Like, I'm drinking, because it is really hot here, I'm drinking a Lime Ricky, which I learned was a drink invented in the 1880s by somebody named Captain Ricky, and it's made with <laughs> and lime juice and sparkling water, so that, that sounds refreshing. It is, it is, yeah, I, I was thinking today when I was like, what am I going to drink? It turned out to be a really good choice, and I'm, I'm happy with it. So Express Grips and Caremark, they did some uh, some changing around and they dropped the Express Scripts lobbyist and moved the CVS lobbyist over to Express Scripts. She was the bulldog in the room when you walked in the room. There was one time where we were talking about bills. Uh, we were at a stakeholder meeting arguing over a bill and I was talking about what we were dealing with and then she screamed out in the middle of the room, liar <laughs> I'm like oh my god I hate you and so I hated this woman everybody she's like she had it in with legislators we couldn't get anywhere like nothing was happening so when she was let go we swallowed her up we turned her over to our side and she just helped us pass a PBM regulation bill in Arizona with zero opposition from the PBMs and what? I'm telling you she is amazing. I'm super happy. <laughs> we aren't going to let That's her go awesome. if we can try to afford it and keep her with as little as independence we have to, to pay her, her bill. But yeah, she, that's amazing. So if you can hire a PBM ex-lobbyist and convert them over. So fantastic. Now, Teresa, mm -hmm. because you've said that, probably the next non-disclosure those poor people have to sign is going to be one saying that they're not allowed to work for an independent pharmacy for at least 10 years after they leave. <laughs> Best thing ever though, is when, when they figure out, you know, what their ex employer or ex client was doing. Cause like the, the moment they get it, they, they just don't ever seem to go back and she has this ability to be so cold-blooded there at the table, which I'm personally grateful for because I always thought of myself as being very stoic and calm. 
And I walk out of those meetings filled with rage. Sometimes I can't even speak when I'm in, they'll be like, does anyone want to say anything? And I'm like, I know I should say something. I know I should say something. And I'm so like enraged that I have to just be like, nope, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like that rage character, right? In the the one Disney film. With, oh, oh, Inside yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, character, like all this fire, you know, coming from my head and everything. That explains the text you send me during those. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> if, yeah. If you want to get your high blood pressure up enough to kill yourself, that's, that's the way to do it. Yep. Is show up at these PBM stakeholder meetings. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's bad. It is sad. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole situation is sad. PBMs are assholes and they're jerks and shouldn't exist and they've been the the main problem I've had in my business for 17 years and I am so happy that I think there is some potential for some some bills coming in federal you know to help us soon hopefully so well at the you know, summit, the so I had a lot of really good things to say about stuff I mean he was really informative as far as and I thought it was great it was I love how you just kind of ran down everything and, you know, I asked the question about Senator Warren, what she had put into the bill that Senate Finance was hearing. And honestly, I really expected him to say, like, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that that would ever get passed. <laughs> and, you know, he, he was, it wasn't a no. It was a, not a no. And I was so excited about that. And then when we got to the hearing and it really sounded like, they've been hearing us and you know they left out a lot of the things that you know had this been a year ago I would have probably been jumping up and down and screaming like I can't believe I left this out I can't believe I left this out but it was like this over this message over and over like there's more coming there's more coming so it was like they were trying to be really focused on this bill and not have this extraneous stuff you know let's be really focused let's get this passed and then we're going to come back in the fall and we're going to focus on these other things, which I think is the right way to do it. So I'm really. Yeah, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. Yeah. <laughs> How great that Warren mentioned unwinding ownership between PBMs and pharmacies. Yeah. I knew somebody's grasping for years, years. And to see to see her say that was just like, thank you, because she isn't one of the ones that jumped on immediately and got this. She's so smart. But she she right. wasn't an early adapter of this problem and now it's right. like she's sort of more than made up for that she's on board she gets it and now she wants to see it really taken apart and dismantled and, and i'm i am 100 for that you know i mean it's not going to change until every every way those guys can suck out money is cut off from them and i have no mercy when it comes to that they should not be doing anything except claims processing and any negotiations that they are doing in favor of anybody to be fiduciarily handled, not going right. to them for quote unquote negotiating, whatever it is they're negotiating. Right. Negotiating with pharmacies. Like every time I see that, <laughs> I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. The pharmacies can negotiate the prices. That's always super fun when they say that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I've never had a two-way conversation with any of you bastards. Like, <laughs> I got a fax today from Caremark telling me that they're changing an addendum and it is this this is what it is so that's what i got today that was today's which, which issue. by the way <laughs> it had already gone into effect when you got the facts yeah and the fact that it is 2023 and they are communicating this to you by fax 
is another problem. We're in possession of emails from these PBMs that say we do not negotiate. We do not negotiate our contracts with pharmacies. So, you know, for whatever that's I just changed, I left my PSAO and went direct contracting. I can't tell you every single one of them on the cover sheet was these rates are non-negotiable. Okay. So who are you claiming to negotiate with? Because it's not this pharmacy. They just lie. I they just, you know, they they make up stuff. Like, you know, Teresa and I were sitting in a meeting when the PCMA lobbyist said this thing literally said, oh, there's been a huge misunderstanding. We don't make the pharmacy networks. We manage them. And we we're like, what? And now, of course, PCMA has got this big thing out there. Like, we create pharmacy networks. It's like, well, well which is it? Do you create them or do you manage them? And then what's the big misunderstanding in that case? It's just, it's so frustrating. And obviously they manage them when they're PBMs and they create them when they're PBCs. So (laughs) (laughs) whoever's running the account today, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we do as managers. This is what we do as companies. We have to keep them separate. (laughs) There's a firewall between the two. (laughs) It's a firewall. (laughs) Yes. I have a fire for your wall. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do some marches on some of these PBMs and and have signs that say that, you know, let's do it right here. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah. We'd have to pick the right time. Right. So in Phoenix, you'd have to come in the fall when the weather's a little better. And then in Minnesota, it'd have to be probably the fall when the weather's a little better and or the spring there's when the snow is melted yes when the snow's melted (laughs) it is is so hot in texas i don't care if we're going where it's ice and snow let's go i'm down i'm down (laughs) totally totally fine well this whole gpo thing in what math does adding additional things in the middle mean that there's less at the end Oh, PBM math. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> this is math. It doesn't work in math. How does it work in their head? Fuzzy math and PBM math is how that works. I just find it shocking that it's gone on for this long. Any other person, any other group, I mean, heads would be rolling. You'd have so many dang conspiracy theorists like talking about this nonstop. There'd be like 5 million podcasts. It's just beyond my comprehension that this has gone on for this dang long i don't understand it the lizard people they would be talking about it they would be up in arms exactly exactly where are the QAnoners here they're not (laughs) listening we need to invite them maybe if we could just explain that it's a deep state pbm phenomenon (laughs) yes because it is it is pbms they're in a pizza restaurant in the basement making up hashtag pizza is not working <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> oh my gosh which yeah. by the way i will tell you for the longest time i had no idea what that was about <laughs> and i finally got it it was probably like a month ago and i was like oh yeah i really did you, don't work in a, you don't work in a chain where they're making you do all kinds of terrible things and then they go oh but here's some pizza you know, you haven't had a chance to take a bathroom break, but here's some pizza. That'll make it better, right? Right. 
you know, that the independent pharmacies are a godsend, I think, to anybody who actually cares about being in a healthcare profession where you can actually work with people. And we've heard that a lot, you know, from people that used to work in chains that are like, oh my God, I discovered my calling. I could actually work with real patients behind my own pharmacy counter. And we just have to make sure we find ways for this industry to stay around and survive because um, I do think the lizard people are running the PBMs. Um, oh, exactly. <laughs> that's why we never hear about them. Right, 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 right. Because that's no. what lizard people are better than the PBMs. So <laughs> I will gladly <laughs> be invaded by aliens than deal with the PBMs. I will take you on. I will be your friend. <laughs> but get those PBMs out of here. Yeah, no, with absolutely no no disrespect meant to lizard people. You're right. PBMs are <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We don't want to disrespect the lizard people. So this is what I jump on every time because you know I like stock PCMA's Twitter page. Just look for a moment <laughs> of idiocy that I can jump on. Is like whenever they skirt around all these issues and then the only thing they want to say about independent pharmacy is independent pharmacy market is stable. And we think that's a good thing. And I'm like, did you just say that you support independent pharmacy? Tell me how you support independent pharmacy. You are taking all of our damn money. It just. Yeah, but I've seen it where two of their tweets will show up together, like back to back. And one is about how they support transparency across the drug supply chain. And the next one is about proprietary information should be protected. I'm like, well, every time you, you create the proprietary information so you don't have to be transparent. So then quit talking out of your ass. Stop it. It's annoying. Who runs this account? Who runs well, this account? I don't have to That's hear with the proprietary information anyway, because what exactly is proprietary? What? I'm trying to figure out like when when did negotiating become a trade negotiating? When did negotiating or as we, we uh, like the to trade secret wording kickbacks? When did that become proprietary? When did making a list of drugs that a person can you know have access to on their insurance plan become proprietary? You know, it's like what exactly is proprietary? Is it your markup on the drugs? Is it the way that you lie to the employers about how much they're actually paying? Right. Is that proprietary? What's like, the, are we not part of the proprietary information? We have to sign these contracts that we can't disclose to people. So are we not part of that proprietary chain of information? Right. I don't yeah. get it. I think it must be confusing if you're a PBM because you spend time weaving so many lies that after a while you're like, no, we do this. Oh, no, we don't. We do this. No, we don't. And it's just like <laughs> at all for what they're doing. They really brought this on themselves. This, this could have been a non-issue if it hadn't been for the fact that they got so greedy that it started yep. causing these quadruple digit increases in basic drugs and you started seeing pharmacies close and premiums going up and I mean none of that if none of that had happened they could have just been quietly you know like spread pricing and no one would have known people would have been like huh it's getting a little more expensive year after year but no no it, it went from yeah. like full to Huge. I'm a little surprised they're not talking more about repackaging. Nobody's talking about that. Like in mail order, when they buy a repage to NBC and they bill a higher price for the same med. I don't know why more people uh, haven't been talking about that. Ooh, we should be talking about that. That's a good point. That's, yeah, that's part of the scam. Yeah. yeah. It's huge to me to find out that kind of fraud, like for the legislators to hear that. 
Um, I know for a fact in mail order for some of the HIV meds, it's $1,000 an extra uh, bottle of HIV meds extra each month. Like Just because they repackage it? Yeah. Put, put a different number on it. You can bill a different price. That's what? insane. I don't know that there's any state or even Congress that is talking about that. And I bet you... I bet you they'd be really interested in that because that really skates a thin line on fraud. I bet the FTC would too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it, it's, that's a, that is a fine line when you think about it. That's a really mm-hmm. good point. We need to be talking about that. We need to be gathering mm-hmm. that information. New mission. Let's get the data. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new missions. Hashtag get the data. Accepted. <laughs> quit, make- hashtag quit screwing me. <laughs> right. Okay, so now we have a number of hashtags out of this episode. Deep State PBM, we've got Quit Screwing Me, we've got Get the Data. I'm sad Jeremy's not here. He would have come up with about 14 more. They would have all had bombs in them. <laughs> well, this is what we do. We we drink and we solve the world's problems when it comes to PBM. There we go. You know, once again, we have done it. And hey, world, you're welcome. Flaming dog poop. <laughs> Hashtag flaming dog poop. <laughs> the awareness, of course, is like as exciting as it is. Unfortunately, it's just the first step. And then passing the law and getting it signed, which takes forever, is the second step. The enforcement is the thing. And, and I'm encouraged because like here in Arizona, for the longest time, we didn't have enforcement. And now it looks like we have a shot at enforcement because of the bills, you know, Teresa was talking a little little while ago. Um, So that's good. That's good for us, you know, but. Well, they've built in some enforcement into that, the Senate bill, the uh, finance bill, sorry. So there's like several parts in there, you know, addressing enforcement, which I think is the smartest thing that they've done on any pharmacy bills, because most of the time it's not built into it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they come back. They have what twelve days before the government shuts down or something when they when they come back. So maybe they can put this one to the top of the agenda and then. <laughs> I hope we're going to save a ton of money if you pass this bill. <laughs> you want right. to fund the government? Here's an idea. <laughs> we'll be able to delay the budget uh, crisis for like actually till three years from now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, hopefully, everyone that's listening can reach out to their legislators during this break get them in and talk to them about it like i think that this is such a huge opportunity for us bombard them social media email phone calls whatever i mean it's not hard you know there's the templates that um shannon was telling me about that's you know on the website like just bombard them blow them up right the one time I just made one phone call and they were calling me back asking when, when they can come in. So it's not even that hard to, you might just need one email. I think that's the thing is just, just the, sometimes the hardest action is just picking up the phone and making the phone call. You know, so, sometimes that's the thing that just needs to be done. If you can get over that, then the rest of it starts to really fall into place. So I think that's good advice. Yeah, so true. Yeah, the the day is coming. Their end is near. We just need we need to seal the nail in the coffin right now. I thought Get you put the stake through the heart first. I it with vampires, matter. isn't that right? You <laughs> stake the heart and then actually, you 
If you nail the coffin, if they're alive inside the coffin, that's even better. Let them die a slow death. Yes. But I think to Teresa's <laughs> point, since they've made a practice out of slowly cutting off the air for pharmacy, why not let them experience a little bit of what that's been like so that they can understand? Come down with it. Well, you stroll through the dirt. Just like a little I stroll. will say, I do dirt. know three more Arizona pharmacies that are selling right now. So we're going to be down three more. Yeah, that's that great. I know of. Oh, that's There's great. only like five left then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you serious? Uh, we have like a hundred and some maybe by what the real definition is, but then the ones that we actually know, like I only really know of like 30 at the most in the state. And I, like, I've been talking to three of them and they're all going down right now. So. I mean, uh, it's, it's sad, but really like you can only take so much. Yeah. And, then- and with this DIR pop, yeah i'm i'm waiting for this wave of bills to help our our pbm situation i think that says something too because you know we're seeing we're kind of seeing their ivory towers if you will start to crumble because we're you know they're not winning in court they are now not winning with legislation the only hope they've got is to swindle and lie in Missouri, we've been talking from time to time about how the unions were, have been carrying the PBM water and now the unions are like, wait a minute, are we being played here? And of course we've got relationships with union folks who know all about what's going on with PBMs and they're spreading the word about that. So it, it's crumbling, it's definitely crumbling. It's just, they have so much money, how long can they hold out, right? A few PBMs. <laughs> Well, now that we're coming to the end of our drinks, any last thoughts? Well, I want to keep I just, fighting. Keep fighting. Yes, let's yes, let's drink to keeping fighting. And uh, I just want to take a moment to say thank you all for joining us today. And we are going to prevail. You heard it here first. Yes. Yes. It's coming soon. To learn more about Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency and how you can help fight PBM abuse of our healthcare system, visit our website 